Welcome to Crit Apocalypse, episode 46. Is it 46, Matt? 45. 45? Might be 45. Who knows? Matt's well, eating Doritos. I didn't let him let me get a chance to get in here. Reviewing things and stuff. 44. Various things we've been reviewing. 45. 45. I told you it was number 45. What did I say? You said 46. Uh, 46 is the highest number. You cannot go beyond... <sighs> 46 so you just spoiled the ending oh. <laughs> next week it's going to be a murder suicide slash gay sexophon yay the family entertainment channel well yeah as Ant rightly said we review stuff and fangs how many stuff and fangs we review each week Ant four each we review four stuff and fangs each week I've got three this week what so I'm going to have to make one up um Wait, you've only got three? What can I think of three things I've done? <sighs> I'll do five then. No, I'll do th- I'll, I'll do four. I'll make a fourth one up. Okay, you make a fourth one up. You go. You do you, Ant, because you're first this week. Oh, fuck. No, no, right? Tell me I get to drink. Well, I'm going to review... Sarsaparilla. Um, I'm going to make this awkward for you. I'm going to review Nintendo's policy on, like, you know, people playing Pokemon Go on YouTube. Because uh, they've already managed to not only take down a video by a well-known, extremely famous YouTuber, Ducks Ahoy. You talk about her way too much. She's going to get weird and awkward about you now. She already is. What, weird and awkward about Yeah, you? she likes being weird and awkward. No, no, I mean, like, oh. you're making it weird and awkward. Yeah. But no, she, we've just been chatting with her. Um, Nintendo flagged her video for inappropriate content, apparently. Ducks gets her tits out in all her videos. She doesn't get. She doesn't get her tits all of a sudden. Two hundred new subscribers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ducks nude. <laughs> nude ducks, ducks leaks nudes. <laughs> Don't mention leaks around ducks, man. They got cloaca. Ducks leaks and nude. Anyway, if you love root vegetables, apparently and naked women. Apparently, they're not happy that someone dared to put a video of Pokemon Go up on YouTube before the UK release of it. They do know it's leaked, right? Well, it's not just—it's not actually leaked. All you're going when you go to those APK sites is you're effectively linking to a mirror. It just links you around the back door and gets you the download. Like you're like you're downloading it from the US or something. Mm. Like people can change the region on their phone and make it so they can access the other stores. People do oh, that right. to get into Australia and New Zealand, don't they? Because yeah. that's where they test all the games out early. So yeah, Nintendo have been dicks about it and. This is a sign of how they operate. So again. now, so now we can call this segment "Dicks Ahoy." Yeah, she always does, I think. But there's and leaks nudes. Don't yeah. forget that part. Subscribe. Don't we make, don't don't you know? Don't we, don't reveal the rabbit before you pulled the how on stage. But anyway, you're being mean to women again with your misogynistic. No, I'm using treating them the misogynistic as beliefs to boister the sales and boister the notor- notoriety. And now she's going to get sexual harassment. People are going to send her dick pics. Oh, shit, can you do that on YouTube? They'd Probably. be dick vids, wouldn't they? Yeah. They'd yeah. be really sad. Unless someone had, like, a really good editing degree and they made it say it looked like their dick was flying into space. They're just flopping about in space. They look really sad. Like a like dick a, in a box. Like a spaceman who just had a child and didn't really want to go, but he signed up ten years ago. And now's come the time he's flying off. And he's like, he's limp. He's not really into it. But he's still trying. Uh, that metaphor's weird. So, Nintendo <laughs> need... Dicks to, in space. ...to get with the times when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. They need to stop content IDing people and copyright striking people for playing their games. Wait, aren't they a Japanese company? Yeah, that's where I'm they're all pretty sure it. they kill their staff if they underperform. No, they don't. But 
there's they're Japan, all just man. like out of touch like comedy like stop pouring drinks out in the middle of a podcast Pour over this way. it's, it's still going to get in the mic I can it's, it's not as freaking children 200 metres away when they make noises get in this microphone it's, it's not as loud it's not yeah. as loud as if I do it over here so I have I'm, to drink me alcohol yeah you didn't have to down it in one go look I didn't down it all in one go I just he drank did. very fast you drank down it all I have to drink to get my powers yeah, I'll give up your first review <laughs> Wait, you gave up? No, you don't give up. Nintendo have done this to you. You get angry. Why are you not No, they didn't do it to me. They didn't do anything to me. not following. No, they have before taken your videos down. Have, as have Konami. Well, the content ID'd me. Yeah, as they have Konami. They dared to take my video down from my wrath would destroy them. Your wrath would destroy them. Yes. They I do not know them. what they wrought. But you're now backing... I would love it if one of them tried. Because they have to be willing to take you to court. For fair use. And I'd be like, go for it. See what happens. Like... <laughs> I'll go but, to a US court. But no, but here's, here's the thing. She has you fighting in her corner, clearly because you've dedicated a segment to your own media outlet to defending her and saying, look, this is wrong, this is archaic, where do you get off on this belief structure? Why not use this platform you have now to really... My platform? Yeah, this I is I wouldn't really call it a platform, it's more like a piece of cardboard on the ground. It's more like a pedestal. It's not even a pedestal. <laughs> But Nintendo need to understand that, like, YouTubers and people sharing their games and all this sort of stuff have potential to influence the growth and, and even influence the decline of yeah. something like that. Like, good example, Jim Sterling started doing videos called Greenlight Good Stuff recently, mm-hmm. where he's going, check out this game on Greenlight, it looks cool. Three of them so far have been greenlit right after he did the videos. One of them had a Kickstarter going where it had eight days left to go and only taken $8,000 of its 35000 target. It hit its target earlier today with an hour to go. Nice. Like, literally, like the guy who made the game shared the graph with him of what, how many donations they got each day. Hmm. And he literally, on the day the video went out, he goes, boom, up to a few thousand. Hmm. Like, that's one YouTuber sharing this random game. It looks quite cool. It's called something like Keraken or something like that. And, and it looks think, a bit like Hyperlight Drifter. And you think that Nintendo... Well, Nintendo kind of on the decline anyway, aren't they? No, the thing is, Nintendo makes shitloads of money, but they make it through people who they've got a big enough fan base who are just going to eat up everything they do yeah they're not expanding it that's why the Wii U because they've got like a core let's say 10 million people who will definitely buy Nintendo products yeah but they're not expanding it's like WWE WWE at a point right now they get lots of attention they get lots of viewers Mm. but they're not expanding beyond that like they did in the Attitude area where they were a mainstream major thing yeah when they were getting like 6.9 ratings or whatever it is now they're getting 2 something which was what they used to get before then hmm Nintendo in this situation where they're only hitting their core market and they're making some cool stuff but they need to let people shout about it that's how you get it to the next level these days yeah like if people can't shout about how good your game is on the internet like because they're worried you're going to take the video away from them or shut their channel down they ain't going to do it well and where do kids get all their information about games nowadays PewDiePie they watch YouTube don't they PewDiePie like do you think kids these days go on IGN when we no. were kids, we probably went around all the games websites, IGN, yeah. GameSpot, stuff like Game that. trailers. Yeah. We used to buy magazines that were printed on paper. You could hold them. I used to buy Games Master magazine. Same here. I've got a box in that cupboard over there with about 75 issues of Games Master in this it. This whole house is a fire hazard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the first issue of Games Master. I've got, like, first, I've got about 100 issues of Games Master. There's only one issue missing in that whole pack. That's the one where the uh, guy with the monocle got nude. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. What was his name? I even have... Patrick... Patrick Moore. So Patrick Moore... It's my mouse mat, isn't it? Just in case anyone's thinking (laughs) about following a new YouTube channel, Sir Patrick Moore leaks nudes. Is dead. Stop mocking the dead. Leaks nudes. 
But yeah, Nintendo. Daily. In five years, Nintendo will get with the time and be cool with YouTube, but they probably need to do that sooner. You know how you said that they're not evolving and they're not expanding? I beg to differ, sir. Firstly, they've realised people are idiots and they're making tiny statues that both of us have purchased <laughs> multiples of. Yep. And those uh, statues... I've only bought three. Four. No, because the um, Legend of Zelda one, you... I gave you a copy of... of... Twilight Princess, yeah. yeah. So that's an extra one you brought. So... That's on you. What you're saying is that I'm the best housemate ever. Mm. Yeah, I'm mm. the best one you're going to get. Anyway, I mean, so... this washing machine that's been there for two days now. I'll wash it again. Anyway, so... I'm going to stop my washing machine stinking. <laughs> the key to... Mildew. All right. The key to... Nintendo evolving isn't the way that we normally associate evolution with a games company. So things like Sony, Microsoft... I thought you were going to talk about Darwin, because I don't believe in that Darwin nonsense. I don't believe in evolution at all. <laughs> we were absolutely dropped down here by stalks and Jesus. Anyway... Yeah. No, the aliens from Prometheus. PS4. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to PS3. PS3 had HDCP as an... It was, it was a natural thing for it to have, because... Yeah, Microsoft didn't do that, though. No, because Microsoft <laughs> didn't have a Blu-ray player. They didn't have rights yeah. protection to worry about. Yeah. So that's why PS3 did it. It was easier for them to do it and have it on at all times than it was for them to not have it on. And they didn't see streaming as being something that was going to gather speed because internet and everything else in 2000... When PlayStation 3 came out, friggin' Twitch was still just in TV. Yeah. <laughs> that was so you had, you had that very, very select group of people, a core audience that were mm. going to, you know, do that. And they never thought it was going to be as big as it is. Now everybody streams. I mean, we stream every yeah. so often as Nintendo's well. Nintendo's got the only console that doesn't have a streaming Nintendo system built the in. the only console that doesn't have a streaming system built in. And that's yeah. because it's Nintendo. Hmm. It's all about singular. Do you remember they released the GameCube over here and they didn't let it do 480p? You can't use component. Everyone else was moving on to HDTVs and they were like, you don't need 480, you don't need... No, they did 720p on the GameCube. No, GameCube on the UK GameCube um, component only does interlace 480i. Really? You can't go any higher. It can do RGB, which is if you've got component cables, it'll do 480i over RGB and it'll be right. nice and clean. Yeah. But 480p was locked off. They, uh, You know the GameCube was capable of doing 720p. Yeah, like all those consoles were. Even the blooming PS2 has a bunch of 1080p games. Mm. Jackass the game. How weird is that to think? Yeah. It was ahead of the time. 60 frames per second as well, I bet. Yeah. So that was probably before even the Xbox One and the PS4 could do it properly. Yeah. <laughs> the Xbox One still hasn't done 60 frames per second, no. I think. Anyway, you review a thing, you cock-munching okay. shit-eater. My first review this week is going to be something that's going to cause you to get even angrier. Is it Pokemon Go? No, it's Warcraft. Warcraft. It was the really movie. good. You enjoyed it. I fucking... Okay, so I made a prediction, what was it, like a month ago, a month mm. and a half ago? I made a prediction that it wasn't a film for me. It wasn't something that was designed for me. It was like, it was like Krull without the kitschy fun, oh, the kid. cheapness to Shit's it. Shit's camp as fuck. All right, but let me get let me get my words out, and then you can you can rebut me with whatever you want. I'll rebut you in a minute. I'll rebutly penetrate you. Anyway, uh, Warcraft. Warcraft is a movie directed by Duncan Jones. Yeah, good job. Who directed Moon and Source Code? Mo- Moon and Source Code, and he is son of. The late David Bowie. David Jones. David Jones. When you're dead, you refer to them by their real name. Bowie Zowie? Or Zowie Bowie? Zowie Bowie is Duncan Jones' real name. Duncan Jones. Yeah, his real name is Zowie Bowie. Yeah. When he's dead, we'll call him Zowie Bowie. Okay, anyway, but uh, that's that's beside <laughs> the point. His family isn't isn't the key to this. They're mental. Um, but Moon was a great film. Fantastic mm. film. Should have been an Oscar-nominated movie, but it didn't quite get there. And then you had Source Code, which could have been just a generic shitty action film, was actually great. I really liked Best it. Best Quantum Leap remake ever. 
it's, and it's, even had a really clever quantum leap remake um, reference in there. Yeah, it was it was oddly oddly enough in a time when sci-fi films were mostly shit. Hmm. It was a good sci-fi film mixed in with some. I'd say Moon and Source Code are responsible for the revival in high concept sci-fi recently. Yeah, because Looper came out after Source Code, yeah, didn't it? And Ex Machina. Yeah, which is great. But anyway, so um, those films aren't under review. I love both those films. I I can watch those infinitely. And then we come to Warcraft. And Warcraft is different because it's a property that already existed. And what they're doing is retelling lore from Warcraft. From what Ants told me, they're retelling lore anyway. I don't know. I don't know the history of Warcraft. I don't know the past. Well, I've never played. Did I really before I watched that? I just I I looked up it afterwards. Played World of Warcraft. I already explained this. I've tried a bunch of times to get into it, but I'm not an MMO person. I don't think I'm just not. That's not my environment to game in. Um, casual. There's, there's nothing. No, it's not casual. Casual. I love. I love story-driven narrative. Go play your fruit ninja. I love story-driven narrative. I love being dragged in by wanting to find out what happens to the characters. But at the same time, I love the idea of expanding mechanics. So having an environment where you have stuff you can do and that can change. Someone like Skyrim. One person will play Skyrim and they'll never use anything more than a bone arrow and a dagger. But I'll play Skyrim and I'll make a big mace and run around calling it. The fucking and then I'll become a werewolf and I'll travel around the world killing off only women. Be a werewolf in Warcraft? Not the point. It's not as free. It's not the same. It doesn't feel the same. It never felt the same. It feels disconnected because it's clicking. It's lots of clicking. It's lots of, it's lots of clicking. PC games. PC games are clicking. I know. I know. And I'm not, this isn't an attack on Warcraft. It is just not a game for me. MMOs in general are like that. You traverse the land by clicking. But there's no real story. It's not like a Baldur's Gate or a Baldur's Gate 2 or a Fallout 1 or a Fallout 2 or a Wasteland or anything like that. It's not, it's not, it's not powered by anything. Stories are boring in games. No, stories are excellent in games because you get stories and you get to, you get a faceless character that you develop and you go out there. RPGs are great for that. They're really fun for that. Because They're you can, terrible. For- you can be whoever you want to be. You can just be some fucking idiot going around just killing everyone and ignoring the story and just leveling up by murdering murderers. You're ignoring the story now. You say story's really important and you But then, it. but then that affects the environment you're in. Whilst in World of Warcraft you should just be whatever you are and then you just go around doing whatever and you just have a different spell tree. You haven't played Warcraft. <laughs> but anyway, Warcraft the movie is a completely different beast because it is linear. It's a story. Story-driven film. Hmm. Two hours. That's how long they've got to tell what you said was years of lore. Yeah, and they fit in the, yeah it was years of lore. Yeah. But they, they condensed it together quite well, made it make sense. They made it make sense, yeah. but I think a lot of the relationships we're meant to see don't manifest in the film very well. You've got two hours. I know. And they think I think maybe they should have just picked one story instead of. It's about the whole first encounter with the orcs. Yeah, it is. It and is. You can't and tell they... the story of the fell without having Medivh getting corrupted by it. No, that's true. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that the guy from Vikings was his best friend until the end, where he goes, "We've been friends for so long." I was like, "Oh, you said you didn't see him for six years," and the only thing that was stopping you from seeing him is the fact the king didn't give you a magic ring. Just go hang out with your buddy. You just have to climb some fucking stairs. Medivh just kind of disappears, man. He does his own thing. He's... Yeah, but he's been there the whole time. He knows he's been there the whole time because he just goes there without without checking with anyone. He's like, I'm going to go and see him in the tower. It's awkward, man. They must have had a tough time. Maybe For what? Weird butt stuff or stuffing involved and they didn't like it. Anyway, and then you've also got the wizard kid. Yeah, Who's character. American, and I don't get the accent thing, but we've had that conversation. We're not going to rehash that. Okay, I know there's a bunch they of have accents. American accents. There's a bunch of accents in Warcraft, and one of them's an American accent, but it doesn't make sense because they only seem to have one dialect for the humans, which is brought up when the orcs Lofar's come over. Lothar's got a different accent to his sister. What are you worried about? Yeah, and that's weird as well, isn't it? 
It's because he's they like, didn't even try and hide it. It's because he's like Danish or something. Also, also Dominic Cooper and uh, the woman who plays Tulip. That was a nice little proto preacher moment because they're both a couple yeah, yeah. in preacher. Yeah, that was nice, but yeah, yeah it, it didn't feel like like at the end. Spoilers for towards the end. There's a moment where the wizard steps up and he he shows that he's become more powerful. And Lofar is that the guy from Vikings, the one with the boomstick? Yeah, yeah. Lofar just it just grabs the show and he goes, "I'm proud of you." When was that? Earned? They've been dicks to each other most of the film. Yeah, he's toying with him. He's his best. He's mate. He's like How's you know, he his he's mate. He just drags him around. around. Yeah, he makes takes fun the of him. Out of him. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's not funny though. It's cruel shit. Like, yeah. it's really yeah. cruel shit. Yeah. It's not funny. That's that's psychotic. That's not how you treat friends. Like you never mentally abuse your friends. No, like yeah, a little bit. You call them a dick and stuff. Yeah. You don't go, you're that's a fucking doing. weak, stupid piss. That's what calling people a dick is like no, in, on Calendar. No, that is not what it's like. <laughs> but anyway, it's it just doesn't feel like it's earned any of that. There's yeah, no... but do you think it's as bad as what the reviews kind of made no, it out? No, because we've be? had this conversation already. We've we have had this conversation already. On the podcast. Not on the podcast. So but, there you go. People okay, aren't so, listening. So unless you've hidden cameras. The argument them. is, is this as bad as everyone has said it is? Is this a terrible, terrible movie and it doesn't deserve a sequel? And I don't think it deserves a sequel. I don't think it's good enough to warrant a sequel. But I think that it's fine. This is the kind of film that you can yeah. put on if you're drunk or you're stoned. It's better than Double Dragon. No. Fuck you. No, because <laughs> Double Dragon was made for less money and doesn't try and lead your hand through the shitty It's better world, than really. Dead or Alive. Yeah, okay, I'll agree with Legend that, of Chun-Li. Ah, uh, Kevin Kline's. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking hilarious. Uh, Chris Klein. Chris Klein, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, see, my problem is that I can compare it to a hundred <clears throat> different bad films and find worse films than this, but they cost a toenail compared to this. This okay. is like 180 million. How much yeah. we put into this? Yeah, it's like, on the screen. It's lot. What? Well, no, it's not. Okay, so it's on the screen when you've got VFX shots and they're just VFX shots. So when you've got orcs interacting, the spells being cast, and it's all between the orcs. Yes, it's on the screen. Then bloody close-ups of the orcs, man. They're fucking beautiful. As soon as you get a person in there, though, it gets super janky. That's the trickiness of doing composite. Well, that's the trickiness of not using actors on the field to illustrate what you're trying... The actors were there. They were motion-captured, though. And they had lighting reference on them. So the guys who were playing orcs were running around on See, like elevator boots with green coloured shit on them. That explains why so many of the hits, it seems like they're compensating with a VFX because the person will, will go to hit something and they'll think, oh look, I've just got its neck, I'm going to slice its neck. But then when they pull it away, it's like the whole of the fucking head is jangling off and stuff oh, that's like that. fucking hilarious. It's just bad shit like that. I love how brutal the impacts look when the orcs swing a hammer. But then when they it's remove like, the sword, <laughs> there's no blood and stuff. because yeah, you've got a 12 certificate and you've got a market to China. Then just don't add that. Just cut away your like, silhouettes like that stuff, and so just it's try like... and make it a little bit more artistic then. Duncan Jones is a smart guy. He could do it. He could make it more artistic and still have it as brutal. But I mean, the, for all really its problems, really, for yeah. all its shitty problems, it's nowhere near as bad as any Adam Sandler film that's come out for the last five years. Yeah. What if Duncan Jones makes a sequel and he casts Adam Sandler as Arthas? Well, then we'll know that. It's I told be... you about the story of the Lich yeah, King. We know how that's bad... a dramatic role. <laughs> we know how bad it's going to be, then, don't we? Because we know it'll be worse than Do Over. Because it's, it's like Arthas have the frost main sword, and you go up to his dad, I and his dad think... will be like, "What are you doing, Arthas? Are you betraying me?" And I got something for you, and I turn around, and go. And there's, then he'll stab him. There's going to be a sequel. And because it, this is... The problem with this is that it's like anything else where people have shown that it can be popular. People are going to watch it. Just people the highest grossing video game movie of all time now. Because of China. Yeah, thanks, China. Land. And gold farmers, man. 
They know how to gold, mine gold in from Warcraft. Do you think they thought they were going into a cinema to play it? <laughs> they were like paying yen to go. I like to think that they came the straight out of the like back, you know, back alley internet cafes where they've been gold yeah. farming the whole time, straight to the cinema to watch it. Yeah, and then back. Yeah, and then just go back to work. <laughs> yeah. 10 hours in 10 hours in with their laptop from... with an external camera oh, yeah. the screen recording the film while they're, no, they're still the, playing they're still the game tax. they're still doing the game they're still doing the thumb tax. They, they have strapped to their fingers so they can't piss because yeah. they can't get their dick out um, the whole film is just it's not very good it really isn't Quat. very good no it's no because it's opinion and this is this is two different people this is two very different people you have played MMOs and you've and your been opinion interested. stinks like an asshole you've been playing MMOs for a long time and you've mm. played World of Warcraft for a long time and you've been in that environment and you have a lot of love for it regardless of whether or not you knew the lore you have a lot of love and respect for that franchise me as someone who has been unable to uh, to really penetrate that 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 asshole. style of gaming or any of that shit has been unable to comprehend this. I'll get you into MMOs. No, you won't, because I've been unable Played to... Played DC Universe? I tried. It's fucking good, that one. Played Marvel Heroes. I had a lot of fun making my person. Marvel Heroes wasn't an MMO RPG. It is. That was just a sequel to fucking... It's Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, so, yeah it's just a sequel to Marvel Ultimate Alliance. But it's, it's it wasn't got the basic really... same structure no, as you DC play with Universe. people online. Yeah, you could. Could you? I only ever played yeah. by myself. Do you not play... You no, do online, just, you just run through a whole area and just trash shit. Oh, I just killed stuff on my own. I just play it like DC Ultimate oh, Alliance. You fool. Prefer it that way, really. Because Marvel Heroes is literally old Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but with other players running around. Yeah, I can be And DC it. Universe is a third-person Marvel Ultimate Alliance. The control scheme's no. the same. No. Yeah, it is. It's still got the exact same shoulder buttons to activate powers and stuff. Not on PC, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. With a control pad. Yeah, I didn't use a control That's pad. how I played it. God, you're such a noob. Let me keep it on mouse for Says you. Says you, freaking Ultimate uses a control Master pad Race. on PC games. Master Race! Um, but you know what I mean? It's it. That's the thing. Like, you you clearly have affection for this. And my opinion is that of someone who is just trying to watch a film and it doesn't function as just a film. It just doesn't. Like, it doesn't function as Kroll because the narrative is open and the Kroll relationship... Crow is shit, but Crow is cheap and shit, and everything they could possibly put into it, they put into it. In Are you this, saying that World of Warcraft should have had Dexter Fletcher in it? No, what I'm saying is World of Warcraft should have maybe just fucking pulled its head out of its own ass and cut back on the fucking stupid narrative instead of condensing 20 years into fucking two hours. It's fine. Things like the king accepting his death immediately just because he was going to die anyway, and if he was killed by someone else, they'd respect him more than him. What's the fucking difference from one orc to another? She's not proven to be... An, like, She's a little bit more trustworthy. Really? Because yeah. she just killed the fucking king, so who's going to believe her now? But in the law, she wasn't like a... She was a spy, yeah. but she was actually sent in to kill him. And she sees the opportunity to become the leader at that point. But in this one, they've twisted it a little bit, and that's kind of interesting. Yeah, and he went, just kill me. Yeah. Just fucking kill me. So now the king. humans think she's a traitor, but she's not really. She did the king's orders. Like a soldier would friggin' kill the king if the king told him, ordered him to. Yep. I like the king's armour. He's got a lion's mouth on his head. It's fucking... Yeah, <laughs> it looks like cosplay. I like that's it. That's functional. Um, <laughs> one of the other things I don't like is every battle scene, the dialogue sounds like it is just a transcript of someone playing the game. It's like... Good job. Uh, cheers, mate. Oh, look, you missed that one. That's oh, not dialogue. Dialogue in game is DPS, DPS. Get on him. Get on him. Healers. What the fuck, healers? You've messed it up. Fuck. Leroy Jenkins. That's how a uh, regular dialogue. That would have probably made more sense then. than the shit that you get in the film. The anticlimactic final boss fight. Yeah, that was great. Get denied a final big battle. I like that a big bit. Bell. I like that bit. Is it a bit Indiana oh, Jones? He just sort of really charges not. in, just one shot kills him. It's not Indiana Jones. That's. <sighs> 
that is reducing the quality of Indiana Jones by you saying it. Uh, Indiana Jones had its quality reduced in 2005, I think you'll find out. No, that's... No, 2007. Uh, I think you find that... Shit, is it almost 10 years since Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is still a better film than Warcraft. Fuck off. It really is. Fuck off. I know it's so hard for you to understand, but I, I spent two hours watching... Those fucking monkeys. I know. And the... Selectively magnetic alien skull. There are rules to that universe. No, there isn't. There are. There are rules to that universe. Let's magnetic for a few minutes and then stops being magnetic. They at least try to define those rules. (laughs) Whereas in Warcraft, the fell can infect anyone, but some people only if they accept it, and other people only if they stand too close to a source of the fell. Other people, if they just fucking come in contact with it a million years away. It just doesn't matter. There's no rules. There's no determining... Anyone could have it. The whole fucking world could be infected with it and the war would be pointless. But it continues on just because of the narrative. And they get put in prison like three or four times. Multiple characters have prison cell scenes for no fucking reason. It's just to pad it out. And you told me they cut out 30 minutes. Where was that 30 minutes? Was it more prison? Probably. (laughs) You got the prison sex scene. It was shocking. And also, there's like a romance out of nowhere between the lead character and the fucking goblin woman, or the orc woman, sorry. Stop being racist. I'm not being racist. And then you've got a fucking... You've Paula got, Patton. You, why, why do you hate Paula Patton? She's hot. But then you, there's stick, orc teeth. you stick weird teeth in her mouth. Yeah. And she can't talk properly. Fucking she can't act properly. And I feel fucking awful for her. She has to spend a whole film like... Hello. Racist. And then you have that stupid little magician character who is like the white hope. He is like... And there's so much shit to do with race. It's really weird that they've picked a Warcraft movie to handle race and tribalism. Actually, race is quite a big thing in the game. Really? Yeah. That's what I was explaining the whole thing with the Taurans. The humans don't trust Taurans. They're racist against them. They've just got this prejudice against Taurans because they're like the Native Americans. Yeah. And they force them out of their homeland and force them into this area called the Barrens yeah. where they gradually die. So the Taurans end up teaming with the Orcs because the Orcs are like, well, we'll give you like this food and shit if you help us out. Yeah. And they're like, well, we've got no choice because we're all dying. So the Taurans are like in a race war, effectively. Jesus. Well, that's why the Horde are all like weird creatures because they're basically like the ones the humans and the elves are like, oh, they're weird and ugly. We don't like them. No. There's a whole bunch of race stuff in Warcraft. But see, why Why do they need to tell that on screen? When it just makes it really weird. Why not? Chuck it in there. They'll get into it. It's only going to yeah, get more important. But you see, that's the thing. That's the, that seems to be... The thing that everyone's accepting is like, oh, they they had to do it. They had to chuck it in there. No, they didn't. You wouldn't feel like Warcraft. It didn't touch on that stuff. This is all truth. It would, that's true. But you don't need to have internal conflict between the characters that represent a race of people and then have them also conflicting with another race of people. You know, you got the humans against the orcs and then you have two different colours of orcs and the two different colours of orcs are trying not to get infected by the other colour of orc. But then one of them has a child that's the other colour of the orc and releases that child. It's only that other colour because Goldan infected it. It was dying and, and Goldan used the fell to keep it alive. So then Duratan's now got this infected child. So it's like this weird bloodline shit He's got on. a disease effectively. Yeah. And he's like, that's why he wasn't playing and with the baby. Just... She's like, hold your baby. He hadn't held his baby yet. And, and he's you see like, what I mean? My baby's infected. It's got AIDS. And it's just... It's got magic Do you AIDS. not see how weird all that is in this film that's meant to yeah. be this fun romp for a mystical land? It doesn't have to be fun. Fucking... Yes, it does. <laughs> for it to be good. No. Because there's no fun to it. It's joyless. It's I told you this is joyless. There's these weird punctuating scenes. These weird punctuating scenes of them trying to make characterization, But then that's immediately stripped away by another character betraying one character for no fucking reason when the whole time it seems like narratively... I think you were confused. I'm not confused. 
His best friend agrees to do this with him because he can see the effect the fella's having on the people. He agrees to side with the humans, knowing that they aren't infected by the fell, and there is a possibility they can defeat the evil being that's so fucking clearly evil yeah, everyone that all of them are talking about it. And yet he betrays him with the evil guy he's fucking shit scared of to increase the fucking power that evil person has over the world. It makes no fucking sense, Han. He's a great betrayer, old fucking Doomhammer. But then it turns into this whole weird shit that fucking he betrayed him because he's scared that the humans might be more scary than the evil person with glowing eyes that's fucking killing everyone. And then you've got fucking... You've got Super Wizard Man who somehow defeats the ultimate Wizard Man who's actually a fucking demon... But he ends up the fell. That's like the living embodiment of the fell turning him into a. But isn't creature. the living embodiment of the fell the monster that fucking has the fell leaking no. out of his eyes constantly, no. his fingertips? No, he's a conduit for it. The actual one who's that they don't even mention the thing. So there's another monster. Yeah. That's hiding away in the shadows. He's like, like fifty foot tall, thing. And he'll probably be defeated because he'll be like, you'll have to kill me yeah, with a knife it's in called the back Illidan. of the neck. No, no, it's not, he doesn't go down that easily. He's kind of... But the whole thing... Evil. You know... <laughs> Good old Illidan. It would make sense if these films were being released six months apart. And like you had like a you had like a break in between each one. You had like the first one you digest it and then you have the second one you digest that and then you have the third one and it's the finale. But that isn't the case with this. This might have been the only one. Maybe. So all that shit, like it's it's like a half finished scarf by your nan. It's fucking useless, and there's a bunch of threads just dangling in the wind, and it doesn't really make much sense because nan had a stroke halfway through that fucking scarf. So this is never gonna get finished. And you're looking at you like you got against nans. What the fuck were you doing? Why do you hate nans? I don't hate nans, but it's the only metaphor I can think of. This thing is a fucking mess. It's not an Adam Sandler, but it's damn close to a David Spade. I'd be fucking, I'd be hard pressed not to give it anything other than a David Spade because I can't fathom how this makes sense to so many people in China yeah probably because they've done the subtitles were well, you it... reading the Chinese subtitles I should have really should have yeah. because we it explained probably, everything it probably makes it probably makes the film a little bit easier to digest when they can pick and choose what dialogue they actually want to represent and they can cut out a bunch of plot lines that don't need to be there because it just <sighs> orc racist I'm not an orc racist I just I don't this isn't a good film buddy this is this is a bad film. It's not quite a good bad film because it's not camp enough. And it's not a it's not a bad good film because there's no elements there that you can grasp to. Everything looks silly. They've tried way too hard to stick to the game because the swords are way too big and people's That's fucking awesome. He can't even bend over. There are scenes where he literally has to make a full body movement to pick something off the ground. And I'm like, That's like real how, armor. Is, how is that handy in battle? No, real armor is mostly like chainmail and segmented plats. You know, plate, sorry. You don't proper have... knight's armour is like one massive great big plate yeah, thing. Yeah, but proper knights get... would get off... Yeah, they just have big old broadswords. But they this guy's like, like flipping like and, and fucking flying all over the place when he's in digital mode. Mm. But as soon as he's a real person again, That's one he has powers. to like... He's like Batman from 1989 Batman. I've already made that he, like, difference. He can't look up. He has to turn his whole body to look up. Mm. Like, he has to lean back on his... And like to lean forward, he has to get his knees down first. But then he can't go too far on his knees because his boots have these massive plates that come up into his Fucking awesome. <laughs> he can't bend his back too much because he's got massive plates up his abdomen and his chest. They just don't <laughs> like stylization. <laughs> it's just... It's when magic goes into the into the point where like someone's functionality is hindered by something, and yet they can still flip and spin and do yeah, the shit. Yeah, Anyway, I give it a David Spade. I can't give it any more. Racist. Why do you hate Duncan Jones? I don't love Duncan Why Jones. Why make him cry? His dad died this year, and you're being mean to his film. 
Got no answer for that. No, sorry, I'm just Forget. talking to racists. Uh, stop talking to racists on the podcast. Because you don't like orcs. You're the racist. What have you written? It's no point showing me what you've written. Uh. <laughs> no one can see that. That's... Well, well, okay, so I'm in a discussion with someone online about racism because the EU referendum has brought a bunch of bunch of like shitty racist people and then you've got all these shootings of black people in America that's not very pleasant and then you've got police being shot and that's flipping it around so that people are turning around and saying, well, black people and police being shot. And then you've got people online that are saying the EU referendum was for a reason, but they won't tell me the mystery reason. So I've just tweet, I've just texted someone, not text, sorry, I've Facebooked, I've messaged someone via this messaging system to uh, to ask them what the whole point of the EU referendum was. And they've said, if you don't know, you must be a student. And I've asked them, well, you could just tell me, and then I'd know. Um, well, I've said, you could just tell me, and then I know. But I still haven't received an answer. It's interesting. Interesting stuff. Are you done? Yeah. Okay, my next review... Uanus, yeah, yeah, is going to be. Uh, wait, what was the third thing I had to review? Well, whatever. Transformers, devastation. Oh, cool. Which I finally got around. To. Fridge milkshake bottles aren't glossy anymore. That's a matte finish. Feel that. That's not how they used to feel, is it? I did just finish though, so it was still a matte finish. Yeah. Anyway. Transformers Devastation. It's really bloody good. I bought it on the Steam sale. It's basically... It looks like the 1980s anime. It even has the occasional, like, as far as I can tell, purposely put in animation error. Like, where characters... You know how, like, this, you get the outline on a cel-shaded graphic, the black outline for their yeah. face or whatever? Sometimes their mouths move outside the outline a little bit. Like, yeah. the painting's been messed up. That's cool. I think they've done that on purpose. Um oh. No. Or just messed up. Yeah. But sometimes it doesn't. So that's why I think it's like... <laughs> oh, right. So it like, might be, yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. It's like they had the same background sometimes yeah. as well. That'd be really cool. Oh, you're in the same environment for a lot of the game. Oh, really? Um, but yeah, it, it looks just like the 1986 animated movie done in three dimensions, which the 1986 animated movie is one of the most gorgeous 1980s animations around. It's also one of the most 1980s animations in general. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucking amazing. Um it's got this amazing rocking soundtrack, which I believe is by Vince DiCola. It sounds like it's his music. Is he the guy who did the movie? He's the guy who did Rocky IV's soundtrack oh, and 1986 Hearts Transformers. On fire. Yes. With Stan Bush. But yeah, it plays like Bayonetta, but it integrates transformations into the combat. So like you'll be doing a couple of hits, you'll get a blue flash, you hit the R1 button and your car transforms and smacks him in the face. Um, you have a power-up move that involves transformations, like Optimus Prime turns into his truck, his trailer lands on the back, and he spins around and smacks everyone with his also, trailer. Also, you can do the stomp, can't you? Yeah, you can you jump can in the air. In the air and then just... land on. Yeah, so I don't know how you do it yet. I haven't figured it out, but you can land on top of the enemies and rev the car wheels on the engine on That's top of them. Cool. So you just like... That's like that on top awesome. Of them. Um, I unlock Grimlock after a while, and Grimlock, he transforms into a T-Rex, so his transformation is another fighting form. It's not a car that you drive around on. So when you transform into Grimlock and you get into the fight, you've essentially got two different styles of combat. Yeah. So you've got the style that's more like the other Transformers, where he's faster and fights with swords and whatnot. But when you transform into the T-Rex, he's a lot slower and a lot more like heavy hitting. Okay. And he's also got a flamethrower, which is fucking awesome. That is awesome. Um, but I'm I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Like you might have to repeat levels quite often, like the same environments you work your way through. Yeah. But the story does gradually move you through those environments to the next environment. It's not like you just warp to the next level. 
like you replay that environment to get to the location that's the where the next area is, which is like a giant spaceship or some shit like that. Um, but it's quite clearly a little bit of a budget game. Like they probably haven't had the same sort of money they have to make Bayonetta. It's a bit more like um, that Legend of Korra they did, where they didn't have quite you know big budget. It was a smaller thing, but it feels like a triple A game. Like it, the combat is so precise and brilliant. Um, the only thing I'll say early on is right at the start of the game because it's called Transformers Devastation they make you fight Devastator <gasps> whoever dun, loves dun, Devastator da. can we get that but, you know, no it probably costs like 20p Aww. but um, the thing that bothers me there is that you fight Devastator right at the start and then through the rest of the level you fight his individual parts because yeah. he's made up of six Transformers you fight him in 2v, 2v1 fights and then you fight Devastator again and I kind of feel like it would have made more sense if you fought the individual parts first to build you up to Devastator instead of shooting your wad with Devastator, dribbling a little bit for a while, and then shooting another load on your face with Devastator at the end. <laughs> um, <laughs> some things that G1 purists might not like is Megatron's a tank, but you can't have Megatron as a gun these days. Like, he can't be a friggin' Luger. That, that would, people would have problems with that. Mm. Um, so he's a tank but he still looks like G1 Megatron they've done a good design that sort of like you can see he turns into a tank but he still has the same form and shape as the gun version of Megatron which is quite cool it'd be a pretty rubbish boss fight if he just turned into a gun all the time because yeah. like um, and seeing as Transformers seems to have moved away from the whole idea of Transformers being able to change their scale when they transform that'd look it'd be a giant gun just floating around um, but yeah most of the old voice cast are back the G1 cast um, apart from, uh, was it Chris Sabat, I think his name is? The one who died. Yeah. When you see the voice of um, Starscream. Mm-hmm. But Frank Welker's doing Soundwave and Gal- and uh, Megatron, Optimus Prime's Peter Cullen. Wasn't legend. Starscream the one who was like, hello? <laughs> it depends what version of Starscream. He was Stephen Bloom in the um, awesome Transformers Prime cartoon. Oh, really? That came out a few years ago. That's a really good series, actually. That like starts off slightly kiddie and then gradually gets more and more mature as it goes along. Oh. Like I think they got sort of the kid gloves they got the rocks on that he just plays a character in the first episode hmm. gets killed instantly um, but yeah I like Transformers Devastation I want a sequel I want one where you can play as the villains well it's like you pick up for like 8 quid now it depends. it's like 30 quid new but in sales it went down to like 7 99 so I was like yeah hmm. I'll grab that but um, PS4 and Xbox One it tends to go in sales and stuff it's like 6 quid on Xbox One yeah. on uh, Amazon it's a damn good game I might get it. So fun. I might give it a go. Um, but I've got like a load. Like I think next I'm gonna play because I'm just about to finish with my next review. Um, and then once I've done that, I think I'm gonna go on to uh, Devil May Cry the remake. It's a good game. I like. I liked it when I first played it on the Xbox. Although the Xbox One loads of stuttering. On well, Xbox One. Oh no, the Xbox 360. Oh yeah, the Xbox yeah. 360. And sort of occasionally hits 30 frames per the second. PS3 also. Yeah, but the PS3 had that issue with um, Ninja Theory games. Is it? You remember Bayonetta on the PS3? Yeah, but um, that's not Ninja Theory. That's Platinum. Was it Platinum? Yeah. Ninja Theory was Ninja Gaiden. No, Ninja Theory did um, Enslaved Odyssey to the West oh, and Kung Fu Chaos on the original Xbox. I don't know about that. Oh I've yeah, no, I do the little midgets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, had, I remember yeah, the game. Yeah. The, they, they pay, apparently they shot a load of their budget getting the license for the Kung Fu fighting song. Yeah, great. <laughs> I've got that game. I love that game. I like Enslaved a lot. Enslaved's great. Really good ending. Friggin', yeah. Great graphics. People hate that ending. I loved it. I want the body of the man from Enslaved. <laughs> yeah, well, Monkey. Andy Circus, yeah. Yeah. I want Andy Circus's body. 
<laughs> That's his uh, real body. That wasn't he, motion capture. That was him in the film for once. <laughs> in the game. That's the secret. Um, I played. I played. Uh, so this is my second review now. Yeah. Sure. Why not? All right. So I played. With Forty um, minutes in. Yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> Get on with it. Um, I played. Uh, I played Hard Reset Redux for Xbox One this week. Um, it's a good game, but. There are a few issues. But anyway, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. It's mostly a robot fighting game. It's a remake of a of a PC first-person shooter that came out not long ago. Like, 10 years? Hard Reset came out like 10 oh, years Oh, yeah, it's the one that makes it look... look hard Reset? Yeah. Is it 10 years ago? Something like that. I don't know. But anyway, you fight robots. A lot of small robots that seem to be like maintenance bots that have gone awry and they're trying to kill people. And then you've got bigger ones as well, like security bots and things like that. Um, and it's minor puzzle elements. It's it's almost a bit like a Far Cry. No, sorry, a Half Life with robots instead of aliens and monsters. Um, and it's a really really interesting game. Um, mostly because somehow on the Xbox One and I assume the PS4 as well, they've made it feel like you are still playing a PC game. Yeah, it feels very much. It's meant like, to feel like a ninety shooter, isn't it? It doesn't feel like a ninety shooter. Feels like you're very much playing a PC game. Right down to the precision button pressing required to open doors and things. Nice. You know, like with a mouse, you're a little bit more precise. It's a little bit easier to do. Yeah. On this, you have to sort of, there's certain ones that you have to get right on, right on and then press A to open a door. And that's, that's in a lot of segments. And then also there are things like, uh, there are enemies that will, um, there are enemies and puzzles that sort of rely on, on that speed. Because you'll get hit, and there won't be the. There's not a massive register to tell you when you're hit. There's just like a flash of the energy bar at the bottom. So sometimes yeah. you won't get hit back, and you won't get a red screen. Sometimes you'll just get hit, and you'll lose health. And energy and ammo and stuff like that. They're all in those relegated to this tiny bar in the bottom left corner, which I don't think has been increased in size going into 1080p. So you know how I assume it was bigger when it was a different resolution. I I don't think they've changed that for 1080p. So they've reduced the size down to take up less of the screen space. Show off all those I don't know. Graphics. I never played the original one. So anyway, so it's, it's odd things like that. It just feels. I don't like, think it's that old. I think it's meant to look like an old game. Is it meant to look like an? I old think game? that's yeah. I haven't but played it. So I don't know. I'm sure, still... Hard Reset was like meant to be, like um, some of those other games that are around. Yeah, but it's still it's a very I'll fun check. game. It's a really fun game. Um, and I reset. I'm sure it only came out a little while ago. But I I really like it. It's really worth the money because it's only like ten fifteen quid. Came out in 2011. Oh, really? Mm. Jesus. Um, but it's it's a really fun game. It's nice, easy to play. And on the Xbox One and PS4, it's nice to see something that's um, that's a lower budget title that's come out that's that's fun to play. And it has. It's a bit more like Rise of the Trident, and it's all like really run and gun shooty. Yeah, yeah, yeah like that. Um, the weapons so far haven't been great, but I don't think weapon weapons, racist. I don't think weapons contribute a massive amount to. To a game all the time. I think it's more for people. It's it's the feel of it. It's how everything works in conjunction yeah. with one another. Like there are some games where you like Dead Space, where you get weird guns that are essentially mining tools, and they don't always work the way that you'd assume they work, and uh, things like that. Um, but yeah, I uh, I give it a Susan Sarandon. Yeah, she's done some stuff we don't like. Tammy, uh, that's my boy. What you go against Tammy? Terrible film. <laughs> But uh, but she's also done some great stuff. Thelma and Louise. What's one where she got naked? Thelma and Louise. Awesome. No, she's done. She gets naked in a few bits. Good yeah. for her. But she's an attractive lady. She's a hot lady. It's always nice to see her, but sometimes she doesn't have the best taste Who's in the movies. the other one? The one Jeffy, who played Forrest Gump's mum. Jeffy, who lives at home. 
Who's the one who's Forrest oh, Gump's Oh, Aunt May. Sally Field. Sally Field. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was in uh, she was in that film that I liked last time we were we did the podcast. Yeah. Um, God, what was that film? I really really liked it. I don't know. You really liked it. and You forgot it. I already. forgot the fucking name. Yeah. Um. Oh shit. Anyway, I really like that film. I recommend that one again. But um, hard reset. Yeah, I give it a Susan's random. Nice. You can't yeah. remember where the game what the game's like. No. Well, I just said what the game was like. You didn't know when it was released. You didn't do the history. Well, no, I didn't do the history because I played the game. Oh. I don't I don't play a game and then instantly go, oh, I wonder when this was made. I wonder who made this. No, I go, well, I'm going to play the game and review the game based on its own merits, not the external possibilities. I think you're, I think you're reviewing differently from me, Ed. Is this Developer why Warcraft racist. reviews were, were so different? Is this why mine's the more honest review? Because I've, I've reviewed it as a piece of itself, not as in this wider overarching web of mystery and like films you just like films yeah you like movies I'm not going to be racist against I films I movie films stop being racist like you've never seen Battleship Potemkin nope it's outrageous bet you never watched Double Indemnity yeah but you've never seen Coffee Town have you seen Marathon Man Marathon Man what the Dustin Hoffman yeah. film yeah Tootsie Tootsie yeah Kramer vs Kramer yeah Hook <laughs> Hook yeah you really like <laughs> bring me Peter Pan Glenn Close is in that Yes, she is. Yeah. And she's in Warcraft. She is indeed. Playing, <laughs> playing... Mysterious ghost woman. Playing fool face. You dumb? Yeah, I guess so. Right, I'm going to... Because I haven't done much this week. Um, i got Overwatch. Yeah. And I've been playing Overwatch. And I'm just going to state facts, because I think we, we spoke about Overwatch when the beta came along, didn't we? Well, I spoke about it like a week or so ago, didn't I? You cock. Can you remember I got it on Xbox One ages ago and I've been playing it? You've not been playing well, it? Well, I just I got like... it on PS4. And uh, I'm just going to state facts now. What? May is the best character. No. Fact. No. I can wreck shop with her. No. Like, for some reason, I get how to play as her. <laughs> I don't get it. I think it's because I like messing up people's games. I like freezing them to the spot and I like letting them think they're about to kill me and then icicling myself. So they stand there and go, right, okay, the moment they come out of there, I'm going to gun them. So while they wait for that, someone else kills them. Yeah. Um, that's fun. I like that. I like fucking with people on these games. <laughs> um, Soldier 76, most boring character in the game, but also really effective. I didn't like him. I We did a round the other day. You know the one where you have to capture the points and you got a, you got a minute to hold the point? Yeah, the moving ones. They're like trams and stuff. Well, sometimes it depends. This one was on the um, Greek island looking. Oh one. yeah, yeah. Um, when it got to the end of the game, both of us had ninety nine percent, and it was in overtime. And my ultimate came up. You know the one where he'll just hit everything, mm-hmm. and they all came running down the stairwell, and I just gunned them all down like one of the other. I didn't get play of the game. Wait, this was soldier. You were playing soldier seventy six. Yeah. His ultimate's the, the one where it brings up that circle, and yeah. anything within the circle he'll hit. Because I thought you, you were describing the same power as. Um... The gunslinger guy has. What was his name? Does he have it? Oh, he's got the like. Boom, boom, yeah, boom, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like McCree. You, you go. I've not played it. much as McCree. I couldn't get the hang of it. He's quite good, but he. I is... think his fire's way too slow to me because I keep thinking. Well, he's got two different fire a... options, hasn't he? Has he? Uh, yeah, he's got one where you fire the entirety of the six shots really quickly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got the. But I think he should be like a as fast as you can tap the button. He fires. Like I think if you're tapping the button fast, you should be like hammering the. That's what the other one is. Yeah. Um, the other character I found I really like, I only played a couple of games, but I found just some reason I'd get into it was Widowmaker. And people keep saying Widowmaker's not very good. I've not played as Widowmaker. Like, she's got an assault rifle, and the moment you go scoped, it's a sniper rifle. Yeah. And 
it's got a charge when it gets up to 100% and does full power. So you can fire really quickly, but you'll do less damage or you wait for it to get full and you'll do a critical hit type thing. Um, she's got a poison trap she can throw out so you can protect you around you to sort of like if anyone comes running in, it hits them. Her special power makes everyone on the radar appear to um, your team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find her really effective. And I was like holding my position and I got killed once in the whole game that I was playing and we won. Nice. Like, Widowmaker, fine. Like I'm liking these characters that for some reason other people hate playing as. <laughs> Who's the other one I was quite I was playing as for a little bit? Oh, Roadhog. Everyone loves Roadhog, though, I think. Roadhog's <laughs> Roadhog's really good because he has probably the He has probably the best splash damage. Yeah. And at the same time he's got a he's got a move that can drag everyone into yeah. him. Yeah. So it makes that splash damage even more effective. And as if you've got someone who actually heals your teammates, mm. like he can destroy people. He can wreck shop and he can heal himself if he needs to. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm really liking Overwatch. Um, I feel like there's not many maps in this default version. No. But they are adding stuff. Apparently they're announcing the first new character in a couple of days. Yeah, everything's free, isn't it? Yeah. They're just going to keep, you know, well, <laughs> unless you want to buy loot crates. Um, I feel like the winnings I'm getting from loot crates aren't as good as they were on the beta. I... Because I'm getting spray paints a lot. <laughs> I think I have some issues with the... Well, I don't have issues with it, but the kill of the game is really weird how they decide it. It's well. Sometimes it messes up. There's like, especially if lag gets involved, it can really mess up which kill they're picking up. Yeah. Um, I've had some good ones. I got the play of the game on one round. I, I uploaded it to game, Twitter, YouTube's. But my one game that I got the play of the game was it was as the gunslinger guy, hmm. and it was just fucking six people out with his one shot thing. Yeah. And that was the one time I've ever got it, and it's the most perfect thing I've ever done. Oh, actually, no, that's <laughs> not true. I got it one other time, but that was as Reaper. I had a special, I floated across behind, you know the one with the trams situated down the little yeah. alleys, but there's not a moving one? So I floated over the other side of that, came around the other side of a tram, and as they were all coming out this small little gateway that sort of gave them cover as they came out, and gave them a quick sprint point, yeah. um, as I came out of there, I just launched my special, just started firing in a circle, and it was just like, kill, 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 and then I came out of it, ghosted, went back around the other side of the tram, and picked up the people running to go back up the stairs. Nice. <laughs> I was like, yeah, done. I got that's like... A, that's the thing, it's like, it's got that fun moment to make. I think because I think because you never have like this set boring classes where your class is defined by what secondary item you have. Mm. Like, everyone's an individual. It's like I've said before, it's like a fighting game with guns. Like, everyone's, this balance to them. Certain characters are more effective against others with, yeah. like, things. I wouldn't say it's, like, super balanced, because I still think as long as your team works well, you'll destroy the opponents. Mm. Like, it doesn't matter. You could have a team full up of McCrees, and as long as they play really well, you'll dominate. I do find on the PS4, everyone seems to be lower skill than they were on the PC beta. Because <laughs> that's the only thing I can think is the excuse of why I can get eight kill streaks with May. I... <laughs> I like. I think you're right about the balance. I think that it is a very balanced game and it's very well thought out. But I don't know if I like the fact that you can't edit the characters at all. Well, customise like, things. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, but the idea is they're encouraging you to switch characters. They don't know, want you to I stick know. with a main, do they? But I wish you could pick. Like you could go around through all your and you could pick a custom special. So you'd have one style of play. But that would encourage people to stick with one character, though, wouldn't it? No, no, because you could do it for every character and it would save your preferences. So if you wanted to have a backup shield, but you've got a different character for run and gun, you could have the shield one set to just shield. You're talking about doubling the amount of characters. and You would essentially, yeah. Yeah, but when they could just make another character later that has a slightly different tweak. 
that's true. Yeah. It's very much a fighting game. It's yeah. not a shooting game. It's a yeah. fighting game. Yeah. Because aiming doesn't actually matter too much. As long as you're no. not shooting up into the sky randomly. It, it gives me a lot of leeway, man. Mm. Like, the amount of times I've like hit people with slow-moving projectiles, and I'm like, how did I do you that? You should have seen some of the headshots. I was like, yeah. yeah, that's definitely not... Like, I play Sniper Elite because I like picking people off with, yeah. like, very precise headshots. I like to not fuck about. I like to be like, all right, I'm going to get him right in the testicles. And then you watch the bullet curl slightly as it goes towards him and it takes out both of those gooey... Kiwi Nazi fruits in oh. one shot, and you're just like, ah. Then Overwatch, I like, I aim like a meter behind someone because I'm just not quick enough, mm. and it still gets a headshot. And I'm like, ah, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll do. Yeah. But yeah, it's good. I like it. I like it as well. More it's Overwatch. a very well made game. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say. Um, I am kind of scared that they are going to go the Destiny route. Well, I'm just I have like a year update and then they'll be like oh you need the year update I don't know Blizzard are kind of a bit more like they're a bit more friendly about how they handle that stuff like with Hearthstone all the expansions you can get in the game without ever paying for them yeah you just have to earn coins don't you yeah you earn coins for completing daily challenges you get three challenges a day three challenges is enough to open one pack a week of if you hit the daily challenge every day for a week you'll have enough to buy the expansion pack yeah so it's you know they do they do good for stuff like that yeah like World of Warcraft you can buy a subscription with in-game gold now but it takes a lot to earn that in-game yeah, but gold if you'll get to the point where you're good enough at like auction housing and hunting the rare items and stuff it's no troubles like once a month you have to try and get enough money for it yeah but um yeah I think they'll be fine with it I don't think you'll see an end to the loot crate stuff I think that's going to keep keep happening <laughs> have you heard uh Evolve has gone free to play today. Yeah, I did, yeah. Did you hear how much it spiked their um, player base? No. 16,000%. Holy shit. <laughs> so so now there's 16 people playing. Yeah. No, 160. What would be 16,000? I was the only person <laughs> to own a copy of Evolve, I think. You poor bastard. I played the beta and was like, that's meh. <laughs> I paid it. For, I paid a tenner for it. Yeah, that's fair. Three weeks after release. Yeah. You've probably got some sort of legacy bonus thing now. Yes! <laughs> oh fuck I can't wait to get that and not yeah, play it cause they, that's what they did with DC Universe because remember that was you had to buy it first originally didn't you and then they made it subscription based and everyone who bought it originally got these legacy items yeah that's just like that's what they cool. did with The Secret World hmm. that was an MMO with a story based yeah story based development Secret World's alright actually I actually liked yeah, it yeah. yeah because I could just play the story yeah. I didn't actually need to do the it MMO reminded me stuff. a little bit of Hellgate London yeah a little bit Yeah, little which bit. was a game that got killed before it's time well it I was thought, old before it. It was a bit messy and it was a bit outdated at the time, but it because just kind of. At the same of, time, Killing Floor came out. Oh, yeah, yeah, the original one. I like but Hellgate, yeah, we used to play it at EA in, mm. our, in our break room. Anyway, you review a thing so I can get onto my last one. Okay, um, I'm going to review. See what twats have tweeted. I'm going to review. Uh, I'm going to review another game. I'm going to review a game that I was sent. Um, again, the other game I reviewed, Hard Reset Redux, I was sent by uh, Evolve Terminal. Um, and also the Magic Circle, which I again received thankfully to Evolve Terminal. Love those guys. Um, and the Magic Circle is an odd game because you essentially go in to fix the game you're trying to play. Yeah, you're essentially like the game never got finished as such and you're trying to go in there and... Patch the holes. Yeah, like someone else has taken over finishing the game, yeah. isn't it? But the narrator's very attached to it and he doesn't want to go... It's a Peter Molyneux type character. Yeah. He's he's a bit too attached and doesn't and want to finish it. You can choose whether to destroy it hmm. or fix it. Yeah. And if you destroy it completely, then obviously that's that ending. If you fix it, then there's another ending. Probably goes hmm. to release and such. Um, I haven't completed it yet. It's quite a long game. It's very weird. 
It's very strange. Yeah. But it's very enjoyable. And I like what they've done with it. I don't know the name of it, but do you remember a perspective-based game that came out not long ago and it was all about puzzles that when you went towards something it looked big but then it got smaller as you got closer? And then you had to put it in a hole that looked too small for it, but as you got closer to the hole, the hole looked bigger. Oh, the one that was kind of a bit portally first-person yeah. shooter. Yeah. Um, I was about to say Narbacula Drop, but that was what Portal was originally. Yeah. I know which one you mean. Yeah, it's all like it's, wireframe white, black yeah, and white. it's kind of like that. MC Escher-S in 3D. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit like that, and it's really interesting. There's some comedy in there, which is yeah. dry and English, and I like that. Yeah. Because um, anything that makes suicide... The game's about like rewriting the code of the games yeah. and stuff. So you rewrite it. the behaviours. So you change like. the behaviour of something to make it work yeah. for you so you can... Take the legs off continue. something. <laughs> like so cool. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's not perfect. It's far from it, in fact. Mm. Um, but it is... It's enjoyable enough that I think I can go back and, and continue playing it until I get to the end, until I get some sort of conclusion for my gameplay anyway. Mm. I don't think it's something that you can re- revisit. It, I think it does a fake out. And if I remember rightly, it gets to a point where you think you're at the end and then it does basically a whole, now you're going from a different perspective type thing. Oh, really? Yeah, it does. Oh. I think it does a whole twist on the storytelling, if nice. I remember rightly. Because, nice. um, what's his name? Chris, what's his name? He does those uh, Errant Signal videos, did one on it. Oh, yeah. A while ago. can't remember his name. Oh. Well, um, I'll, I'll have a look for that. But, um... Yeah, I don't think it's something that you... There's not a ton of replay value, but for a tenner, mm. I think you get a lot of game. Yeah. Um, especially on PC, I think it's even cheaper on PC, like a fiver. Yeah, it's been out for like a year and a half on PC. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I actually really recommend it, value for mm. money-wise. And also narrative-driven, something different, something that's a change from the norm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I give it a... I give it a... Peter Molly on a good day. No. <laughs> Because that's Fable, and even that wasn't great. Well, uh, Peter Molyneux, Good Days, Theme Park, and Theme Hospital. I give it an... <sighs> sorry, just... No, sorry, buddy. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying not to be silent. I give it an Elizabeth Banks. Oh. It's great. It'll never win an Oscar, but it's great. Are you racist against Elizabeth Banks? No, she's not going to win an Oscar, dude. What, not even for... Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. She's not going to win an Oscar. Where she looked like a Joker. She's a beautiful, intelligent woman who's incredibly funny and so very well-versed, but I just don't think she's ever going to receive an Oscar. I mean, that's not really the highest standard of quality in filmmaking anyway, successes. It's for white people. Don't... Yeah, it is. Um, But I don't think she's ever going to reach the real... I don't think she's ever going to reach superstar status. She's fantastic, though. And I'm not... That seems like I'm dissing her in some way, but I'm not... I, I hold her in very high regard. What's that film she was in where Sam Worthington wouldn't jump off the bloody building? Man on a Ledge. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, it's not very good. No. Marissa Tomei should have played her role. Yeah. They hired her to play a serious role. Yeah. She doesn't do serious roles. She does do serious roles. I think that she was fairly serious in role models for a comedy film. Not seen it. No? Have you not? No, that's one with Jason Bateman, isn't it? No. Isn't it? No, role models are Sean William Scott and Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? I'm thinking when Jason Bateman's doing the um, spelling bee with a little kid. Oh, bad words. Yeah. That's actually an alright film as well. Yeah. No, I've never seen role models because... What? No. You've not seen spelling bee? The bad words? No. Wait, have you seen Rushmore? Oh, what, Rushmore? The Wes Anderson film? Yeah. Of course I've bloody seen the Wes Anderson film. <laughs> I think someone might be a hipster. <sighs> I, you might be I a watch hipster. real films. Have you seen Goon? The Goon. No, Goon. Goon? What, the hockey one? Yeah. No. I don't have it. But it's on Netflix. 
Well, I'll watch it one day, maybe. Who knows? Wait, see, so you... I'm too busy watching real cinema again and again to the point where you don't get the chance to yeah. take in new. I've got five versions of Blade Runner over there. I need to watch them all in one no, go you don't. to Everyone. get the full experience. You don't, no, of Blade you never Runner. need to watch them all. You need to watch one. You know which one that is? Anyone you feel like original theatrical cut? No, fuck off, you racist! You need that narrative. (laughs) You racist! You need that. You need that narrative to understand the plot because you're dim-witted. You don't understand. Your review, Ad. Well, I'm going to review the only film this week that's worthy of review for me. Yeah, Yeah. the most important film. Right. Independence Day resurgence. You saw it. Yeah. Do you know what? What? I fucking enjoyed the shit out of it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think so I'm your taking... opinions are no longer valid. So, okay, so here's the thing, right? Independence Day fans are weird. We know yeah. this. Yeah. They seem to think the original film was smart. It Why? wasn't. It's got some nice moments. Wait, like who, really well who staged moments. The original film is smart. I, I've come across them recently. I was saying <laughs> on on various film message boards, game facts and stuff, about how I really enjoyed it because to me it was a modern take on what the original film was. It was a big, dumb, stupid, spectacular action blockbuster. Doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense sometimes. Requires a few leaps of logic. There's some stupid stuff in there, but who cares? Because there's a big fucking giant spaceship and it's blowing shit up. Yeah. Um, and the original film was that. Like, the original film's not smart. There's There's a sequence in the original film where... The film stops to wait for a dog to run away from an explosion. And jumps through that doorway. (laughs) Yeah. And Boomer will live. (laughs) Um, Never mind, he would have been roasted in seconds. But (sighs) So, things I really liked in Independence Day that I went, oh, that's actually kind of clever for a moment. Um, They make a commentary on how America loved to shoot first. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, they didn't do that in the original film, did they? The aliens came down and they were a little bit like, this is a bit threatening. And then they shot one of their planes down before they started attacking, before the Americans were like, oh, we should probably attack this. Yeah. Because they sent a thing up, didn't they? A helicopter up to communicate with it. Yeah. And then they blast the helicopter and blow up. So they made the first assault. In this one, there's a sequence. I'm I'm probably going to get into a slight spoiler territory here. Go for it, because I'm never going to watch this Um, movie. They're on the moon. A little Jeff while Gordon after Chris is. Hemsworth has saved the day being reckless with his... Um, Liam Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth, yeah, not Chris Hemsworth. Loki. The other Hemsworth. Um, the, the, the other Hemsworth, who has a better string of successful films than Chris Hemsworth All right, does. Caleb, stop, stop attacking okay. Chris Hemsworth. He's charming and handsome and a vegetarian. They know something's him. coming, right? Yep. They, they've they had a spaceship on Earth that had landed. Do you remember how like, the original film never explained what they were doing? Yeah. Um, they made out in this one that a spaceship had landed in Africa and it was drilling a hole to the core. And the idea was it was going to suck the energy out of the core. That's how they were going to harvest the Earth's power and leave the planet a husk. Yeah. Um, that switched back on at some point. So they knew an alien spaceship was coming. So they pick up a gravity field around Saturn, around the rings. Okay. And then it appears again on the moon. And it's a big old orb. And it doesn't look anything like the um, aliens from the original film. And they're all like, oh, what should we do? And Jeff Goldblum's like, don't shoot the fucking thing. It's not one of them. This could be important. We could be meeting another alien race here. And they're just like, fucking shoot it. Blow it up. Like, fire the big old laser cannon thing that Liam Hemsworth just put together. They blow it up. It crashes. And I was quite happy that the film made a commentary about Americans being fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> you know, they've shoot first, ask questions later yep. thing. Um, that turns out to be the vessel of the last remaining alien of a species that the Independence Day aliens are terrified of. They're a techno-organic... Well, they're not even organic. They're a technological race. They're just digital constructs in big spheres. Um, There's only one of them left. 
And this alien, this is where I say this film's amazingly dumb. Um, this alien's been traveling the galaxy, getting races who have been attacked by the aliens. And they've got a secret planet somewhere where it's been teaching them how to fight back. So this film is essentially the human's recruitment drive for this futuristic technological alien. <laughs> it's so dumb. This is a Saturday morning cartoon. This sounds ridiculous, eh? Yes, yes. Brent Spiner's still alive. Yeah, I He was in a coma. That. He was in a coma. Yeah, he's walking around with his arse out. That's he's good. right now, though. Yeah. Um, it hits a whole load of those same things as the patriotic American patriots and all this sort of stuff yep. thing going on. There's America. the... Oh, hell yeah, we're going to save the day. Um, not as much destruction as is in the first film. Like, that was a big set piece focus, but there's one sequence when the alien spaceship does turn up. It's yeah. fucking huge. Um, they and Jeff Goldblum and Liam Hemsworth and the other guys get trapped in its gravitational field. Like, yeah. it's basically pulling stuff up in the gravity. And it's at the moon. That's where it first flies over. Mm-hmm. Pulls them up, they get stuck. Within minutes, they're at Earth, because this thing's huge and moving quite fast. Yeah. Um, it sucks up an entire city in Japan, or Shanghai, or something like that. And then before you know it, it's over London. And I'm like, well, that went really quick. But then it gives you an idea of the sense of scale of the ship. Because then they've got the brilliant line, which is, like, perfect. This is, like, Michael Bay and... Typical Roland Emmerich brilliant line. So yeah. the spaceship settling over the Atlantic. What part of it? All of it. <laughs> it's it's so that it's, big. It's big enough to cover the entire entirety yeah. of the like the east coast of America and it's over France. Like it's huge. It drops an entire city on London. Nice. London gets fucked up, like probably worse than it did in G.I. Joe Retaliation. Well that sounds um... Yeah. Um, and that's where the whole chase sequence is, where they get let out of the gravity and they try and fly through all the bits of building that are falling down. All oh, right, so it's like a proper like canyon chase all over yeah. again. Yeah, and I think that sort of stuff's thrilling and fun. There's a giant alien queen, because of course there is. Yeah. And that alien queen's huge, and she's got a giant mecha armor thing. What? Which is just, you know, the armor body armor the aliens wear? It's like yeah. a giant version of one of them. Yeah. Um, and there's this whole sequence where, like... It's trundling along and it's aiming to, to kill that because it's its goal. As soon as it knows that technological alien thing's on the planet, yeah, its entire focus is killing it. Okay, um, they've destroyed the mothership, so the only thing that's left going on now is this alien is physically controlling all the other jets and using it as a shield around itself, spinning around. So it's just like making a kinetic making a shield. shield. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's like cool it's a giant monster movie thing like if that film at that moment if Godzilla had turned up and fight this alien it'd be film of the year <laughs> but um, yeah like it's not clever it's not smart it's it's not beautiful in any way you don't seem to just, know what it is like it's just fun yeah it's like it's written by a five year old like a really sweet innocent five year old you know like if a little five year old's tending him his little adventure he did with Captain America and Night Spider-Man yeah and you're like this is fucking brilliant <laughs> Like, Spider-Man's fighting Captain America because Captain America said something about his mum. And it's awesome. <laughs> it's yes. that sort of... Get it done. Yeah. Who cares? Tiny motivation. It's more motivation than frigging, you know, Batman Superman had. Um, you keep going back to that. <laughs> but yeah, it's stupid. Um, there is stuff that's really awkward because you know Roland Emmerich films have four million characters. Yes. They've got to. Um, Jeff Goldblum's dad is in it. He, he survives this giant tidal wave For thing. For some reason teams up with some kids and just when you think he's just when you're getting tired of those kids who serve no purpose their mum's probably dead somewhere um, he finds a whole school bus full of kids to drive and then he drives to Area 51 because he knows that's the only safe place and bumps into his son just as they nuke a friggin mothership well that's good um, 
well, I say mothership. It wasn't the big mothership. It was like a small mothership that was nested on top. That's what they blew up. So wait, so there's a smaller mothership on top of them? Well, the smaller mothership is one of the ones from the first film. Okay. That's like the control deck of this giant mothership. So it like comes out and it, yeah, that's what the alien queen was in. Yeah. It's like a headmaster in Transformers. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know how to say it. It's not a great film, but I enjoyed the shit out of it. Like I was happy with it. I probably enjoyed it more than Independence Day than the original. Really? Cause... Yeah. It was more honest about what it was. Like, cause that's, I always rate that in like, films. If a film knows it's stupid, then it's fine. It works. Like, you know, 2112, 2012. Yeah. That film thinks it's telling an important story. Yeah. It's not. It's like the Patriot. It's like the, yeah, Patriot fucking, I, I honestly, I think Independence Day Resurgence is Roland Emmerich's best film. Like, and I'm someone who has watched Day After Tomorrow three times and, and can watch that film. I've seen that film a few times. I saw um, it twice in the cinema. I'll tell you what, White House <laughs> Down. I've still not seen White House Down. It's not that bad. Yeah. No, it's not that bad. It doesn't that actually finish in like an hour and a half. It's yeah. actually, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and it doesn't like explode every single thing. No. Oh. But um, I think if you, if you watch Independence Day, I don't think you can say that you watched it and didn't have some fun. Um, like there's, there's way too many characters. No one cares about Will Smith's son in this. There's way too many storylines. Yeah. It's um, a bit like Warcraft. <laughs> but there's characters who don't do anything. Like, literally nothing. There's this um, fishing Sounds boat like out in the mid-Atlantic that they're in communication with. Yeah. And that fishing boat's sole purpose is to tell them how close to the molten core that the alien <laughs> spaceship's drilling. It's getting really it's, close, guys. It's a fucking... Like, because I was just like, I'll go and tell this scene's going. They're getting drunk because they're like, oh, it's the end of the world. Oh, of course. Um, And they get a call from the White House. <laughs> and it's like... We want you to monitor how much this is going on. The guy's drunk and he's like, tell them we'll do it for $10 billion. And then you see him on the phone. He just goes, you got it. This is a deal. <laughs> yeah. You got it. Um, yeah. President gets killed. Poor woman. We've got a woman president. How progressive. Oh, no way. How progressive. We yeah. might have one of them. Hopefully. Um, we're going to have a female prime minister. Hopefully, okay. hopefully we're going to have a woman president in the United States this year because the alternative is, is Hitler. Um, Donald Trump. Did you know? Did you know Boris Johnson has dual US and UK um, citizenship? Really? Why? Yeah, his parents American. Oh, parents. so do you know what that means? What? If Donald Trump doesn't get elected, Boris, Boris Johnson could run for president. So he could actually just fuck off and leave. Imagine an intelligent boy, a version of Donald Trump that's more intelligent. That'd be terrifying. Wouldn't yeah, it? Um, but yeah. Um, so Boris Johnson's not the president in Independence Day. Not thankful for that. Um, you don't buy a Lego Batmobile. That's awesome, but, right? Yeah, I enjoyed the film. I, yeah. It, like, like I said with Teenage Mutant Turtles 2, it was dumb, stupid, I enjoyed that. Yeah. This is even more dumb. Yeah. Um, doesn't have an amazing comedy scene like Teenage Mutant Turtles 2 did. <laughs> that one scene that I'm going to love for years. Um, but it, it hit the right spots. Like, they, they didn't have millions of alien spaceships around the world because they knew you only need one big destruction sequence. That's been done. Put a big one. And then for a finale, we don't want jet fighters fighting the alien spaceship. We've seen that. We have a giant fucking alien yeah. running around. It's something a little bit different. They took the original thing, they twisted it a little bit. Um, it does the whole, where are we going next thing? <laughs> like It's got, it's got a whole tease for what's adventure? coming next. Yeah, literally, they're going to have an adventure. Awesome. Like, I'm kind of upset there aren't action figures around for this, because I want Mighty Mighty Stars action by Kenner to mash together. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what it's like. It does look like someone just playing with toys. And kids love this film. I think kids will get a massive kick out of it. That's good. Enjoy the shit out of it. 
Because no one's going to be taking their kids to see it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's good. I enjoyed it. I'm happy with it. It's only two hours long. Nah, that's good. Yeah. That's the kind of thing you want in the Only film. two hours these days. <laughs> yeah. Seems ridiculous, doesn't it, to think that there was a time yeah. when all films would hit just below two hours. Do you know what you should review for your last thing? What? The old cut of Batman vs. Superman. That was actually what I was going to review as my... As my... Go for it. <laughs> all right, so... As you all know, I am quite opinionated on Batman vs. Superman. I have also seen the alternate cut that was originally released that we like to call Captain America Free Civil War. Um, that was and, really good. Uh, I like that film. <laughs> yeah, that was a great film. That was a great cut. There never needs to be another one. But <laughs> lo and behold, we have Batman vs. Superman, the ultimate edition. And uh, although you can't see this at home, I am currently wearing a Captain America t-shirt, so you can assume that my allegiance is still laying in their original form. I am very much a fan of Captain America 3 because it is a superhero versus superhero film done right. Motivations are clear, the teams are excellent, people feel like they're individuals, they all feel like they should do in the comics and in the film universe. I think yeah. I'm fair in saying that that is... I'm almost- okay with like comic book characters being represented differently on film as long yeah. as they feel consistent. I think that me and you were both in the same mindset that Captain America 3, Civil War is in the top five Marvel films. Yeah. Yeah. It's very clearly in the top five. It's a great film. Yeah, it's Acts, not better than Dolph Lundgren's Punisher, but, no. you know, it's close. Or Thomas Jane's Punisher. Or Ray... Ray Stevenson's Ray Punisher Stevenson's Warzone. Punisher. That's one, two, three for me. Yeah. Um, massive Punisher fan. Um, and then, obviously, it goes to The Amazing Spider-Man 2, then Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> but DC movies, it's really, really hard to think of a DC movie that's actually any good. You've got stuff that's an offshoot Superman. of DC. Superman 1, Superman 2... Victor's, the Richard Donner's Donner cut, cut yeah. yeah. Batman um, and Batman Returns. I wouldn't say Batman Returns, but... Fuck you, Batman Returns different is of brilliant. Opinion, difference of opinion. It's great for Catwoman, it's great for the Penguin, but it's a shit Batman movie. I think it's quite cool, because Batman's like... A it's like he's a myth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so... Um, DC, really hard to find quality DC films that you can recommend to people. You've got shit like the travesty that was Green Lantern. You've got stuff like Man of Steel, which is awful. You've got the three Dark Knight films, but they don't really Only feel Only two like, of them are good. They don't feel like DC films either. Yeah. Do they? They don't feel yeah. like superhero films. They feel like they feel like they could that could have easily have been a bloke who just had a tank. Well, Dark Knight was, oh, it was heat. Yeah. <laughs> it was practically heat, but with capes. And they're also, they're, they're in their own universe. Hmm. There's no mention of other cities. Like, there mentions Metropolis of, like, Star gets mentioned at one point, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, then we come to this. Go to this, a sequel to Man of Steel, a film that no one really liked, it seems, because it was not really a personification of Superman as we know. It was fucking miserable. It was really miserable. He didn't save anyone, really, except for people that he cared about, so he was very invert. Introverted. Introverted. Yeah. Um, and also, the action scenes were muddled. It's difficult to see who was winning, who was fighting, what was going on. The motivation. Like, the action changed. scenes Zack Snyder filmed in Watchmen are beautiful, and then that film. Yeah. <laughs> um, he learned he learned most of his tricks from J.J. Abrams and went, yeah, we need that. Shaky Lens cam, man. flare, shaky cam, zoom shots, mm-hmm, snap zooms. Um, and it's all it's it, it's all back here, back again. But this time, Batman's involved, so a lot of it takes place at night. Which Yay. makes all those elements of it not being clear and it not being uh, precise and not being able to see what's going on even fucking worse. Um, also, you've got a film with two superheroes. Count them. Two superheroes. They save one fucking person. That's Lois Lane. Martha gets saved. Martha gets saved. Yeah, sorry. One of them saves one. The other saves the Batman other. Batman saves Martha by blowing a man up. Exactly. <laughs> 
Um, but the rest of the film is miserable and upsetting, and there are plot lines that go nowhere. Lex Luthor is a non-entity. Apparently, um, some of the scenes in the ultimate cut are a different way around to what they were in the theatrical cut. A little bit, yeah. but... Let's go into that. So, firstly, Jimmy Olsen gets introduced. Oh, yeah, he actually says his name in the He goes, hi, I'm Jimmy Olsen. Still gets shot in the face. Yeah. Superman. It's just fun. They're just having fun with the character. Superman's just a bit late. Just a bit late. He's like, oh, God, that's my best friend. He has his own line of comics in the book. Tell you what, thank you. I like to imagine the moment he was about to get shot in the face, he'd hit his button on his little Superman watch. Yeah. And Superman's at home just, like, having a wank. And he's like, the alarm goes off and he's like... Jimmy again. Oh, Jimmy, you're ruining it. Probably trying to go in for one of those kisses he keeps thinking he's going to get. I mean, yeah. Time to tease him again. It's not as um, good as Jimmy Olsen from Supergirl. Yeah. He's still alive. He didn't get a bullet in the head. He's also black. Yeah. And well, no one's well, outraged about that yet. Well done to him. <laughs> no one's outraged about that yet. But Fantastic no. Four makes a black person black. Everybody loses their fucking shit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so... Um, <laughs> better not tell them the Black Panther was originally white. Um, but anyway... So, uh, so yeah, so there are a few extra scenes, but they don't add a major amount. They make it longer. They, they add make minutes. It, make it half an hour longer. And some of the shit that happens, it makes motivations a little bit clearer, but it's still not a good film. You see Steppenwolf, don't you? Yeah, you see yeah. the... Briefly. Like a digital yeah, construct thing. In the, in the in the tank. Yeah. Yeah, in the cubes. Yeah. So much cosmic cubes. There's a little bit more to the to the cy- cyborg They're thing. Not cosmic cubes. What are they called in? Uh, mother boxes. Yeah. So yeah. You get a few more scenes of uh, Aquaman. A bit more Aquaman. Really? Oh, sweet. Tiny bit, like thirty seconds. You get a little bit more of a cyborg. No. No more Flash. Oh. There are still dream sequences on dream sequences, sprinkled with a little bit of dream sequence. Yay! Zack Snyder um, loves dream sequences. They're there's metaphors. Also, um, there's lots of Jimmy. Uh, not Jimmy. There's lots of dream. Uh, not dream. There's lots of uh, weird. Al Yankovic. Weird additional scenes. Yeah. The scene in which he climbs up the statue, spray paints a little bit longer. Oh yeah, yeah. By like two seconds. Scoot McNary. Yeah, it's just Scoot McNary struggling a little bit to shift himself up in his chair. He says fuck. Probably. Yeah, he says fuck in this version. Oh, he throws the can. No, no. Yeah, he, when Lex Luthor comes, he says, "What the fuck do you want?" Uh, yeah. Um, there's more about the bomb in the chair. Yeah, how did Lex not get arrested straight away? Because it's apparently not true. But he gave him the chair. Yeah. They don't explain that. <laughs> Should um, be suspect number one. There's a little bit more to the fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit more of the interaction between Superman and Batman. Mm. Uh, Clark Kent goes to Metropolis. Not Metropolis. Oh yeah, he goes, yeah, because he's supposed to be investigating. He goes to Gotham to do a bit of yeah. snooping as Clark Kent. So just yeah. going to Superman and be like... Oh, so Clark Kent's in the film. That's nice. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, you see Penis. What? See a bit of Batman peen? What? He's naked in a shower at one point. Oh. You get a little bit of... Uh, Is that what Ben Affleck just wants to do in films now? Yeah. You get a little bit more of the whole uh, the bathtub fucking. Nice. Um, it, it's still the bad film. It wasn't before. I don't I don't know what I was expecting, but I watched it for three and a half hours. Why do you watch it for three and a half hours? The film's three hours long. No, it's three and a half. What? It's three hours, the original cut. The original cut was two and a half. Was it two and a half? Yeah. I may have only watched it for three hours and yeah. it's not as bad. Still, <laughs> never going to get that time back. Yeah. Um, it's not good. It is in no way good. It's still just as bad. Lex is a little bit more conniving. Like, you see more of his um, his way of manipulating yeah, everything. Why do you find Jolly Ranchers? I haven't seen Jolly Ranchers around for ages, but he had a Jolly Rancher. Yeah, it's the fact he fed he it to an old man. guy's mouth, yeah. yeah. Um, 
But yeah. Who does like Zack Snyder think Lex Luthor is? Luthor Igno. Don't worry, I mean, obviously his first thing he said to freaking J.K. Simmons is Jim Gordon's. Bullcock! Yeah, J.K. Simmons said, you're going to see a more badass Jim Ah! Gordon than you've seen before. Do all the creatine steroids. I hope he has that massive beard as Jim Gordon. Oh, that'd be incredible. (laughs) Um, But it's just, it's still not a good film. Still, it's never going to be a good film. No. Sadly. Fucking Snyder. It does sound like he's having a lot of his creative control taken away on Justice League, doesn't it? Because hasn't Jeff Johns been put in charge of the whole thing now? Yeah. Like, he's in charge of all the DC stuff, and he's responsible for some decent things here and there. Like, you know, he had his hand in the um, Arrow series and stuff like that. So, you know, maybe. (laughs) But, (sighs) it's never going to be good, dude. No, this this has been made. It's done. Zack Snyder's made a bad movie again, and this is the start to a universe of movies. Yeah. The Flash, DC Aquaman, Cinematic Wonder Murderverse. Woman, The Justice League. It's all going to be bad. None is good. I don't know. You still think Suicide Squad is going to be bad? It's going to be awful. You keep having faith in it, and I yeah. don't understand how you have faith in a film that's being directed by someone who has solidly directed Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, where's Jake? He was Jake Gyllenhaal was meant to be in it. Exactly, he's not yeah. in it now. He's too busy. He has to go do something else. You probably. know that he's the real power. Mm. Like without that director and Jake Gyllenhaal, was he going to? Oh, he's going to be Rick, Rick Flag, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Without Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. that film's going to be bad. Nah, it'll be fine. It won't be fine. You keep saying it's going to be fine, but your doubts are starting to float in. The more trailers you see, the like more it. TV spots. The, the more, more the Wayne's World soundtrack it has, the better the film is. That's a fact. And Wonder Woman might be alright, who knows? <laughs> you know? It can't be as I mean, bad. It's an Adam Sandler. Like, even <laughs> even the ultimate cut is at most a David Spade. It's as good as Warcraft. How did... Like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but how did, like, Zack Snyder go from... Like, Watchmen, I like. I really like Watchmen, the director's cut. I think that's, a like, a really good representation of the comic. And it is literally my favourite comic book of all time. And, like, the way he shoots action scenes in that film are beautiful. Like, I, I go back to the whole prison fight sequence where they go into the corridor and they're constantly moving forward. And the camera only moves in the direction they're moving the whole way through the scene. And you can see where the next bad guys come in and all this sort of stuff. And it's really well directed. And I think when that film didn't make hundreds of millions of dollars... He thought, well, that's obviously not what people want. What's Paul Greengrass doing right now? Oh, he's shaking the camera everywhere. That's what I'm going to do. Man of Steel. <laughs> I can... You could do awesome stuff with Superman, showing the strength and things like that with a nice steady shot. Half the fight with Zod in Man of Steel is in an empty, desolate wasteland. Like, where's our locational awareness? The best fight sequence in Batman vs Superman is when Batman goes to rescue Martha Wayne. Isn't it? It's the best action scene. Yeah, that that warehouse scene. Yeah, because you see the layout that, of the warehouse. in a trailer. Yeah. Practically the whole thing. And it was a minute and a half. Yeah. And then it ends with Martha Kent going, oh, I knew you were one of his friends because you were in a fucking cape, you spaz. How many friends does Superman have? None. Like, does Superman have a whole bunch of other cape-wearing friends we don't know about? Like, if Superman's been hanging out with Plastic Man and we didn't get to see him, I'm going to be annoyed. So what did you give it? I just said Stop it's texting. David Spade. Stop texting. It's as good as Warcraft. Shut up. It's as good as Warcraft. That's an insult. It's not like if it was the original cut, it'd be a, it'd be an Adam Sandler, but it's a David Spade. It's as good as Warcraft. 
You such a troll. Stop taking it so personally that I don't like that fucking film. You're just saying it because you're trying to be antagonistic. No, I'm not. I'm genuinely... I am under the belief that Warcraft is a bad film. There's no I've way it's as bad as Batman vs. Superman. The ultimate cut, yes. A more cohesive but still bad film, yes. Because Warcraft wasn't cohesive. It was fine. It's about as cohesive as sandpaper rubbing against sandpaper stuck between That's two boulders trapped in a very, very thin corridor. That's exceptionally cohesive. That is literally... Like, the amount of friction going on there is exceptionally cohesive. That's what cohesive means. It sorry, holds sorry, together. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm, yeah. I'm getting my definitions mixed up. It's about as cohesive as two bouncy balls rolling down Kim Kardashian's vacuous vagina. She's so covered in filth, they would probably get stuck to her. <laughs> All right, anyway, but I've just told you that I don't like the film. You agree you don't like the film. I don't like Warcraft, but you're upset that I don't like Warcraft. But you're absolutely fine for me to dismantle Batman vs Superman. Shit. <laughs> it's yeah, the theatrical cut is terrible. But I tell you what, you'll probably enjoy the ultimate edition a little bit more, which is why I'm giving it a slightly better review. It is a slightly better film because it is a little bit clearer, and the cuts don't make sense for it to have been cut the way it was to make it a less clear movie. But at the same time, it's still not good because the problems still persist. It's still too dark. Still, no real redeeming factors. The dream sequences make no fucking sense because they're pre- they're both at the same time. They're dream sequences, but they're also predictive dream sequences, which means they're foreshadowing, but they're foreshadowing for something that could happen. And that means Batman has powers, and powers that can foreshadow events that of people that he's never met, he has no awareness of, coming back in time to tell him messages and then save him, and all this other shit. There's just a pile of shit that is all Zack Snyder going, you know what, it'd be really cool if we introduced the Flash. I know, dream sequence. That's what we need. We need another dream sequence. And then, when that one's done, I think we need parademons. Actually, switch that around. Parademons, then the Flash. Then he wakes up. Cold sweat. Ben Affleck. Two shots. One dream, no dream. Cut it. Edit it. Make my movie. The best thing about this film is Ben Affleck. And Ben Affleck is a great Bruce Wayne and a great Batman, which is something yeah. we haven't seen on screen before. There is some great... This Val Kilmer's performance... Fat Kilmer. Uh, there is actually Val Kilmer. He wasn't Kilmer. Fat Kilmer back then. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. Uh, Val Kilmer is excellent in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which yeah. is a film that I'd recommend infinitely more than Batman vs Superman and, or and Warcraft. And MacGruber. And MacGruber, <laughs> which I'd recommend infinitely more than Warcraft. <sighs> and Batman vs Superman. Both cuts. Oh. I would probably recommend you go and watch Little Nicky more than Warcraft. <laughs> that upsets you because I like Little Nicky a lot more than I like Warcraft. Orc racist. I'm not an orc racist. I'm just honest. Look, if I if I wanted to lie to you, I would, but I don't want to lie to you because I respect your opinion as much as I, I, I assume you respect my opinion because even if it's different from yours, it's still an opinion. It's still a person making a judgment based on the fact they've seen something. And before my opinion was that I wasn't going to enjoy it. And when watching it, I tried to be open because you said to me it was an okay film. And I said, look, fine, I'll watch it. I'll see it. I'll see if I can stay awake and watch it. I'm going to buy 10 it. copies of Warcraft and I'm going to play them in every room in the house. Watched it all the way through. It won't work on my TV because it's 4K. It won't take that shit. Um, every, you can buy a 4K copy and watch it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the problem is, is that it's inherent in, the, in what they've tried to do. It's just too much in too little of time. It doesn't make sense. The plot doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel right. Special effects aren't very good when it's interacting with real people versus VFX. And then the ending is rushed. We've already spoken about this. I'm not going to talk about Warcraft again. I didn't tell you to talk about Warcraft. Ultimate cut of Batman vs Superman is a David Spade. Oh, the theatrical cut is an Adam Sandler. It's so fucking shit. It's unbelievable. And this makes it seem even worse. Like, you know when you watch something and then you watch something else, you're like, how did I sit through this shit before? 
That's what it's That's like. why I don't want to watch the ultimate cut of Batman vs. Superman. You kind of do, oh. though, because you're a little bit curious about how it goes. It's, you're done. You're done. Uh, as I said, done. it's a David Spade. It's nowhere near you're as done. bad as it could be. Oh, you're done. So you've got two grades of David Spade. Uh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Warcraft's in the higher one. Yeah. Um, right, so... He's a slightly higher David Spade. Yeah. It's like, if you were going to go... If I was going to go... If someone said to me, you have to watch one of those shit films that you don't like, and they went, your choices are Batman vs Superman Ultimate Cut and Warcraft, I'd pick Warcraft, because it's shorter. Warcraft's a masterpiece. Okay, it's so... it's shorter by like an hour. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not as good. Pop, Warcraft confirmed for more masterpieces. Nowhere near as good as episode, Batman Superman. Episode 45 of Warcraft so, uh, concluded on that bombshell... You can find me at Great Apocalypse. You can find at and at LV54 Space Monkey. We are always happy to hear from you. Ducks Ahoy didn't mention to us that she wanted to say her name, but instead we're just. We did at the start. What did we say? Because I mentioned Ducks Ahoy's channel at the start. Yeah, but didn't she want us to say something other than her name? Did she? Yeah, I don't know. Butts McGlittery. That's what she wanted to say. I don't fucking care. Well done, Ducks. You're part of the competition, I guess. Um, you won. Because you're the only fucking person who asked us to do anything. Other people watch. Kyle B. Lane, or well, he loves us. Kyle Blaine. Um, he said you burp too much. Oh. Yeah, it's disgusting. Doesn't realise they're farts. No. How adorable. No. I love him. Kyle was my Tom He's Atkins innocent this month. He's innocent and sweet. <laughs> He's my alone. Tom Atkins this time. Oh. <laughs> bye, bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Warcraft is still shit.